0: Hey, hey. Oh my God. I'm, we're back. No, not 100% back, but we're back. Welcome to the award winning podcast, The Recordings of a Fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on Thursday, the 10th of August. Oh, hello, hello. So, anyway. Um, I haven't done a video podcast podcast in like forever, but I can't do one like I was gonna do one like today. I was like, oh, we'll do one today. No. Uh yeah, cross that out. Um, well I went to the eye doctor, so I got my my eyes are dilated still. I, I can't like see shit. So I can see stuff, but like I can't like see at a hundred percent. And that's not gonna roll. I can't like put my contact lenses in my eyes yet have to wait another two hours for that to happen so my kid no i'm not waiting two hours and then doing a podcast when i can't think about what i'm gonna say you know so how's everybody's summer summer goes till september 21st i'm i'm like making sure that everybody knows that shit summer is not over after labor day okay can we can we understand that summer goes until the 21st of September. Then we switch into fall. Um, so I hope everybody's been been, uh, been good. It's been an interesting summer. So what am I going to talk about? That was basically like I was going to do a podcast. And then I'm like, hmm, crap. What to talk about? <laughs> but there is stuff to talk about. <clears> hmm. <throat> Um. Let's let me let me have a message right off the bat to Alexi Lafreniere, sexy Lexi. Hey, sexy Lexi. Um. Well, I'm calling him that the rest of his life, sexy Lexi. Uh, I don't know where. Hi, 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 Lexi. I don't know where. Um. Big Owl came from with with Adam Fox but um, knowing what goes in a locker room goes on in a locker room. um, I'm not surprised. Um, we have that term. Okay. Um, maybe he's just jealous of you. I don't know. Okay. Um, I will not turn that comment into some sexual. Okay. Um, but I will, cause it's me, (laughs) it's me. And I always turn things (laughs) into bad ideas, bad, very bad ideas. Um, I just look innocent, uh, but I'm not. Um, anyway, getting off track, because that's usually what I end up doing. Hi, Lexi. Sexy Lexi, I have one question like for you. Um, when the hell are you signing your contract? You're killing me. You are slowly killing me. Just, you know what? Why don't you just dig a hole, throw me in. Just dig a hole and throw me in, because you're killing me. I don't know if your agent understands this or you understand this or know this. So I'm going to give you some inside scoop. Ready? The New York Rangers are out of money. They have no more to offer you. They are out of money. They have nothing left, not even a quarter to spare. Whatever they offered you is what's going to be on the table. Take it. I don't care if it's one year, I don't care if it's two, I don't care if they offered you three, take it. Because you know. here's the deal, here's the deal, Lexi, ready? You are going to get your ass here at MSG and you're going to blow that shit up. You are gonna sparkle, you are gonna shine, you are gonna have the best fucking year of your life because I know you are, I know you are. You are so talented, you have so much ability, you were made to play hockey. At this high level. You have what it takes. And you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna come here and you're gonna do that shit, and then they're gonna offer you an extension. They can offer you an extension right away. I can't see why not. Um, but they should. Because you are going to be a New York Ranger. You're gonna stay a New York Ranger, you are a New York Ranger, and damn it, you're a good you are a very good New York Ranger. Sign the damn thing. Stop giving me heart palpitations. Just just sign the contract. That's all I had to say to Alexi. I mean, I could tell you to you know, tell your teammates something, but no, yeah, I can tell them myself, which I will later on at the end. Um, oh yes, and like, you know, cause like they have to extend Ryan Lindgren. Like I think the New York Rangers would be so freaking stupid if they did not extend Ryan Lindgren because he's the heart and soul of that whole entire defense. He's the reason Adam Fox is nominated for a Norris. Now, if you don't know the whole story of Ryan Lindgren, he, when he went to camp back when he was, I don't even know how old he was, in Minnesota, some school in Minnesota for all I know. I call it camp, but it's school, but whatever. And he was playing, he was supposed to be a forward. The coach misread the lineup or whatever was on that card and they put him on defense. And he just rolled with it. And I'm gonna say this. Do you see how sometimes things happen that are supposed to happen that happen for the best? All because the universe intercepted things and said, No, 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 no. Ryan's gonna be a, a freaking defenseman. So he was trying to be a forward. He can shoot the fucking puck. Ryan, message for you. Ryan. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Um, I hope you're having fun playing golf. Um, shoot the puck. You have such a great shot. Shoot it. You can win a fucking Norris because you see how they're You see what they're doing now at the Norris trophy. It's not about the best defensive defenseman. It's about the defenseman who gets the most freaking stupid points, which is not what the whole entire Norris Trophy is about. Like they're they're forgetting that that's the most important part of that whole entire award. It's for the defensive defenseman, not oh well he had an, and and Carl, when Carlson won it he was a minus fifty two. You gave it to a defenseman who was minus 52 Foxy should have freaking won that award i'm so pissed at that. Because if you look at the candidates for this past year. Foxy had the best numbers. Yeah, He can score yeah he can have assists sure he can get points but that's not about. That's not what the defenseman should be focusing on. Hence, hello to all you Jacob Chuber haters who constantly, well, we're paying him so much money and he should be shooting the puck and he should be getting goals and blah, 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 da, 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 da. No. When you're a defenseman, the goal for the defenseman is not to score the most and get the most points. It's to be the best defensive defenseman. Remember that. I know Ranger fans are going to forget that when Jacob doesn't do what you want him to do and score points. And I know other fans are going to forget that, too, especially because, according to, like, everybody else, he's one of the dirtiest players. Well, he's not. He plays the game so clean. And he's, he just TKO's people. That's all. He's a TKO defenseman. He knows how to line up and hit as best. And that's one of his best abilities, his best abilities to do that. His best ability is not to shoot and score points sorry but not sorry that's just what it is. But come on Ryan, I was watching a couple games like rewatching game from the past and watching game, I saw you, know, you shot against the devil against in the devil's playoff series perfect shot your you score the, the goal that you got against Tampa Bay and I think it was game. five. was it game six, I can't think off the top of my head. But that shot that you shot, that shot that you shot, that shot that you took. That was amazing. You have that ability. See, and this is the problem with this Rangers team is that they have so much ability that they don't use. And then the other problem with this Rangers team is their fucking attitude. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, they do not have the competition mindset. They do not have Chris Kreider gets me sick. Every year, it's the same shit out of his mouth. Again, I I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I love him. I love him. But he says the same stupid shit every year when they lose against Tampa Bay when they lost he had a pit in his stomach. He said he still had a pit in his stomach. He was numb. Mika had a stand there don't remember. You guys remember? He, Mika had to stand there in the interview room to console him. Because boo-hoo-hoo, he had a pit in his stomach. He had a chip on his shoulder. What did he say just recently? Oh, we still we all have a pit in our stomach still. And we have we're gonna play with a chip on our shoulder. Um, hey, hi, Chris. Um, what the fuck happened to your chip on the shoulder and, and against the devils? Where the hell were you? Where the hell were you? You didn't show up. Did the chip fall? Did somebody steal it? Did Mika take your chip? Did somebody take your chip? Did it fall off? Did you eat it by accident? I don't know. Where is it? See, that's the problem. So many teams do the same shit and they say the same shit. It's that attitude. It's not not the competition mindset. You don't bring in baggage from the previous year into a new year and then expect to win. That's like, that's the quote and the phrase that you do the same shit over and over again, expecting different results. You're never gonna see different results with that attitude. So being that I've coached for so long, And I've won championships, I have to add, as a basketball coach and a cheerleading coach. Um, And now I am um, training to be a cheer judge. I'm writing a short book, a short book called The Competition Mindset. I will give you some insight to what the competition mindset is with the Rangers. We're going to compare it to the Rangers. Ready? Okay. All right. I'm just going to skip the first part. Okay, so here's a few important keys, keynotes to think of as we conquer and learn how to emotionally and mentally maintain perfect focus in pressure situations. This goes not just for sports. But this goes for life. Okay. Five components nutrition is the first one. Now I would say this, especially for athletes. Um, this factor is often undervalued in all aspects of competing at a high level. Right? right, we'll skip that one. Two, attitude. Attitude is what makes a champion. It is the glue that brings all the physical, mental, and emotional training together. And now think of the Rangers. Think of what I just said to you. Think of how how many guys stood there at their locker, and said the same shit over and over again. They just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. They never change their attitude. Just think of that. Their attitude is one of the reasons why they lose. All right, visualization. Okay, so yes, this is the practice of manifesting, which is the most misunderstood element of it all. The objective with visualization is to pump up your self-esteem and to make you believe that it's all Possible. This is not their superstitions. Their superstitions. So we'll go in now. We'll talk about Panarin, with his stupid fucking haircut, thinking that he's he's not being able to rise to the occasion, because of his hair. His hair has bad luck in it. No, you can get you can you can go bald. You can have long hair. You can have short hair. You can have curly hair. I don't care. Your hair has nothing to do with your mindset. And it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with your visualization. It has nothing to do with your attitude. (laughs) That's where they're all wrong. Four, composure. When we are in the midst of competing towards the pressure moments, emotions surge. This is when the saying or the kind of phrase, little dog, big dog come into play. We want to be able to see our opponents through our big dog. I can mindset, not the little dog, I can't mindset. So for the past two years, the rangers have the little dog mindset, not the big dog mindset. Five, power to discipline. Dream big, that's your power. When you have the power to discipline yourself so you can make the tough social decisions, as well as during practice to focus, your discipline must be crystal clear. The motivation to stick with your training so you can be the very best of yourself and ultimately a champion. That's the power you hold. Now, tough social decisions. That's mostly from like my point the young girls and cheerleading because they make horrible decisions socially. Young athletes are so bad with this and you see in the NFL, you see how they make such poor decisions like driving drunk, a poor social decision, drinking at a bar, like really drinking, not just having, if you go to a bar and have one drink, that's fine but literally drinking until they get drunk is a very poor social decision that you see a lot of young athletes make drug use you do see some of that um using tinder and using ok cupid and and all those um lovely dating apps to then have a fucking hookup that's a bad social decision that's not even just a bad social decision. That's just a bad decision, period. Like those things are the stupid ass things young athletes do. They're never gonna have, their, their mindset is on all this other fun, 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 and not work, work, work. Now, do I believe that you have to all be work, work, work? No, because in order for your team to be successful, you have to have a balance. You have to have some fun bonding moments, and you have to have the rest of the time you have to be centered when the season starts. As soon as training camps open, that's where their mindset has to be. And I've preached this I don't know how many fucking times, but I saw somebody tweet this the other day that they don't care about uh, about how the guys practice. Oh, my God, you have no idea what you're talking about. How you practice is how you perform. If you practice like nonchalantly, like oh, I'm just gonna practice, oh, I'll just go through the motions. I don't care. I'm just gonna go through the motions. Guess how you're gonna perform out there when it's, when when chips are down, right? When you need to perform, you need to rise up. Guess how you're gonna perform? Lousy. Okay. So, what is the competition mindset? I will say this. Many young athletes don't know how to be serious, let alone focus, which is why there are more fakers than true competitors in sports. A superstar athlete doesn't quote unquote, act serious. He or she is serious or not. You can't learn to be serious. You can't, if you're not gonna take it seriously as soon as you step on that ice rink from day one of training camp and play the exact same way through 82 games, including the playoffs, you're never going to fucking win. Ever. That's what the championship mindset is. Being serious is all about focusing and controlling your emotions. Being serious comes from your attitude, not your anger or loose emotions, aka Jacob Truba throwing the helmet. I've said this before if the team was waiting, and and fans have said this many times, we're waiting for Jacob Truba to make a big hit. So the team gets motivated. We're waiting for Jacob Truba to do something. No, he shouldn't have to fucking do shit except play his game. If you're all waiting for him to throw a helmet or you're all waiting for him to have a big hit to spark the guys and motivate them. They're not motivated. Period. They're not motivated. Jacob Truba's job, say that five times fast. Jacob Truba's job as a captain is to get the guys on the same page. Yes. But he shouldn't have to, they all should be motivated. They don't need him to get them motivated. What the hell are you all thinking out there? Pressure creates all kinds of mental instability. Mental preparation happens in the locker room or for cheerleaders on the warm-up mat. The stands are one of the most fascinating aspects of competing, no matter the sport. If your teammates are distracted, freak out or disconnect due to fans screaming shit at them or, or watching their every move while they're on the ice um, or wherever they are, they can ruin any competitive edge while you're waiting to play compete or during the competition or during the game even during timeouts mentally unskilled and highly emotional athletes grip hold of everything happening around them, because they are scared to death and need reassurance. So if they're not mentally prepared, they ain't gonna do shit if they let the fan that's screaming you suck. You're horrible, you're a bust, we can't stand you, we should trade you. All that stuff that people yell, if they let that get to them, they're done. That's where the competition mindset comes into play. You have to not only be physically ready to play, you have to be emotionally and mentally prepared to be on the same page with all your teammates the whole entire season, the whole season. When in competition, it's a constant mental battle to keep your focus narrow so you can concentrate on the big dog, I can, and not the little dog, I can't. I'm telling you, you guys need to be emotionally selfish before and during a game, because you are the only ones who can make sure you maintain the big dog frame of mind. The less you engage what's going on around you, the more focused you'll be at competing. And I can tell you the Rangers don't do that. They're like this. They're in their comfort zones. All of them are in their comfort zones. Every single one of them lives in some sort of fucked up comfort zone and maybe you live in the comfort zone yourselves as you're listening to this because we're all we're all scared of the unknown. We're all scared of coming out of that comfort zone. The biggest thing that I've preached so many times is you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you are comfortable all the time, you laugh, you last right into this comfort zone and you stay there and you don't move and you don't know how to think outside that comfort zone. Think of this, like it's summer, right? And think of that you, you're gonna, you're testing the pool, the water, or maybe the beach water or the lake water, whatever water you like to swim in. You're testing the water to see how cold it is first before you jump in, right? So you, what do you do? You put your toe in and you go, oh my God, that's so cold. Oh my God, I can't go in. Your comfort zone is the area surrounding the pool. The pool is, is the unknown. The pool is coming out of your comfort zone. That's what the pool is. So the pool magnifies this great life as a champion that you can have. This awesome life is the pool. And surrounding the pool is the life you have now, your comfort zone. And when you all dip your toe in it, what do you do? You run away then. You know, it takes me about 15 minutes to get into a pool. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that we have to jump head first into a pool and jump head first out of our comfort zone. I do what I do, I take my time. I go on the first step, usually there's three steps, and I feel the water, both feet are in there, and I feel the water for a little bit, then I right automatically, literally go to step two. I'm in the pool. Step two. I'm there, step two for about like five minutes. Then I go on step three, and I'm there for like 10. I am not kidding. Like it's probably like, like waist level by now, or like hip level. Yeah, waist level. It's up to my waist. I'm usually step two. And then, or maybe my thighs. Maybe it's up to my thighs by then. And then step three, it's like past my waist. By then I'm already in. So I just take off and I just swim. Now I'm no longer in my comfort zone. Now I have the winning mindset. Now I am about to do things without being prepared. Sometimes in life, we have to do things scared and do things unprepared. You can't have all your ducks in a fucking row because by the time you wait for all your ducks to be in a row, you are now an old person that wasted their life away. Same goes with athletes. You only have a certain amount of years where you can physically compete. If you're going to, you're going to waste your life away by just sitting there going, oh, I have a pit in my stomach. Oh, I have a chip on my shoulder. Oh, we're going to win. Oh, I have to take my haircut because my hair is the reason why I'm not winning. Or I got to change sticks. Or I got to put my gear on the left side first and not my right. Or I got to put my my right and not my left. Blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. And then you just have excuse after excuse after excuse why you don't do shit. Well, guess what? You're never going to win. And then you're gonna wonder what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Your mindset was off. That's what happened. There are eight things that everybody should quit doing in life, including athletes, including athletes. One, trying to please everyone. The only person that you should please is yourself. Even if you're married, please yourself. Literally, I, I, I literally mean that. Even if you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter. You are the first priority. You should always be the first priority because at the end of the day, you are the only one that knows what you need and what you want. Nobody else. And you can only give it to yourself. Literally. I know that sounds selfish, but it's not. It's not selfish thinking about yourself and putting yourself first. Two, fearing change, which all athletes fear all the time. They can, that's like I said, they can never get out of their social, out of their social comfort zone, nor can they get out of their superstition comfort zone. That's why they don't win. Number three, living in the past. Well, we always, we see that Chris Cryer constantly lives in the past, so that mentality Circles through the entire locker room because when one player has it, another player is going to have it, and then another player is going to have it, and so forth. Who I, I don't care what happened last year, last year is over and done. Let's move on. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Five being afraid to be different, yeah, being afraid to actually do something outside your comfort zone, and being different, being afraid. I can tell you Vince and Chotrek and Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Chuba are fucking afraid. They are afraid to do a podcast with me. OK, they're afraid to have a cup of coffee with me and sit there and do a fucking podcast. They are in their comfort zone. They're afraid. They're afraid of a girl. I mean, can I add that in? <laughs> oh, I think, I think I did. They are afraid. I mean, we can do it by Zoom if that makes you more comfortable. And that's why, like, I started asking just Jacob. And then I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't just ask Jacob. Maybe I should ask to his teammates to join him. So he's comfortable doing it. Hence, I asked Vinny and I asked Ryan. I want to ask Lexi air, but like he's still signed his contract yet, so I couldn't put him in there. Wait, you want to bring Mika, you want to bring Adam? I don't care who the hell you bring. Bring the whole team for all I care. Well, ha- let's, have a- let's have this chat in the locker room. Because they fear being different and doing something different. I can tell you they all do that in the locker room together as it is. Anyway, you can see they don't like anything. Like it goes with number two, they fear change and they fear being, they're afraid to be different. Sacrificing your happiness for others. Some of them do that. They sacrifice their happiness. All athletes do this too. Most, I can't say all, most people in general do this stuff too, especially when they're in personal relationships. Because they just don't, they, they don't realize that everybody deserves to be happy. You deserve to be happy. Your partner decides to be happy. If you both are not happy, why the hell are you together? Because, well, then we have to get excuses. Well, it's, it costs too much money to get divorced. Or I don't want to hurt her. Or I don't want to hurt him. Or I don't want him blah, blah, blah. No. You both in a relationship deserve to be happy. I can tell you some ranger players, number one, they settled for bare minimum because they're men and they have to be the quote unquote breadwinner. Their wife and girlfriend slash girlfriend cannot. They also, I can tell by looking at some of them and, and, and observing when they're together that they don't belong together. And same thing when they married. Some of them married women that they should not have married. They married the wrong girl, like I said, like previous podcasts, men marry the woman in front of them, not necessarily the right woman. And I can tell you that theory has been proven, especially if they separated you, if they had you had to do long distance, like the universe separated the two of you because the universe was trying to tell you, you don't belong with that person, so we're going to separate you. We're going to keep you separate. So maybe you can realize that you don't belong with that person. And then, like a a dweeb, (laughs) a dimwad, they go, oh, maybe they can make it work. Well, some long-distance relationships work. I'm not saying that they all don't. But you have to have that mindset in order for it to work. And certain people do not have that mindset. Seven, thinking you're not good enough. You can definitely tell that some players on this team don't think they're good enough. My fridge is, is agreeing with me. Thank you, fridge. Um, eight, thinking you have no purpose. Some people in life don't think they have a purpose in life. Some people never find their true purpose. Because they're afraid to look for their true purpose. They're afraid to come out of their comfort zone. They're not comfortable being uncomfortable. There are, that's why black people stay stagnant in life because they're afraid. Like what I say, do it scared and do it unprepared. You will have the best time of your life if you do that shit. I'm not kidding. I've done that like the past like two years. I can definitely tell you that I've done that. I've changed parts of my business. I've changed who I'm friends with. I'm, I've changed how I look at things. Um, I don't, I don't plan that much anymore. I pretty much just go with the flow. Like I'll, I have, obviously I have to plan content, right? That's different. But I don't really plan, like, all okay, right, I'll do that. That sounds fun. Okay, like last minute things. I'm more prone to doing things last minute than I used to be. Because I had to have everything planned out. Everything in my life had a plan. I have to have a plan from A to Z. But that's not what life is not. And so many of you do that. So many of you do that. So I mean, the championship mindset is a lot of mental preparation. Do you see the Rangers being mentally prepared? Um, I don't see that. Like I said, so this is how the book goes. There's three Ds. There's dedication, there's determination, there's discipline they're slaying your demons. They have to still slay their demons. There's the performance mode. There's the attitude that they need to have in order to be able to get to the Stanley Cup finals and win and hoist that Stanley Cup. There's the question how bad do you want it with their mental, physical and emotional preparedness being prepared. They have to bet on themselves, they have to visualize winning that cup what's it going to feel like when you hoist that cup what's it going to feel like. In that parade that you're going to have down the Canyon of heroes what's it going to feel like. And then fighting between the little dog and the big dog concept which they don't they're, they're all little dogs. It's staying focused. It's the battle outside. It's conquering the arena. It's conquering when fans shout things. It's conquering social media too. And not giving a rat's ass what people think. I can tell you just from a perspective of social media guru, I'm gonna tell you this. Haters on social media will throw shit at you because that's how they feel about themselves, not about you. It's never a reflection of you. So if anybody says anything negative to you or about you on social, That's how they feel about themselves. That's how insecure they are about themselves. That's how jealous they are that they're just sitting on their ass doing shit, complaining about all the people who are doing more than them. That's basically what it is. Don't let them do that. And hopefully this season, with some of the new dudes that we have we'll see what happens, because I don't even know what the lines are going to look like and neither are you and i'm not going to go and try to guess what they look like like some people on Twitter did. Because I think that's stupid. I think it's stupid to make any assumptions that this guy is not going to make the team or that guy's going to make the team or this guy's going to be on the third line or they're going to move him to the second we don't know we have no idea. So i'm not going to even bother with that But i'm going to say this. Their mindset on this team has to change. Their mindset towards the goal has to change. If they change their mindset for the better and they experience new things and they're not afraid to experience new things and they get out of that comfort zone, which is toxic, they can win because they have all the potential on this team. They have all the talent on this team. They have all the ability they need on this team. Like, we all think we need superstars. We don't need superstars on this team to win. It has nothing to do with the superstars on this team. It has everything to do with the mindset on this team. And once they change that, they're winners. Right now, they're losers because they have a loser mentality. They have a victim mentality, too, which is terrible. But that's, that's what they have. They want people to feel sorry for, oh, poor little them. They still haven't won yet. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, shut up, that stupid shit. I'm not feeling sorry for you because you created it yourself in your mind everything that you think happens everything you think happens when you start believing and you're like delusional like literally you have to be delusional to believe that your reality is going to change when you do that everything evolves your life evolves so we'll see what happens I am going to do my fashion stuff. So I'm going to take all my favorites from like, oh, do Jacob Chuba first. He's the captain. So he gets to go first, woohoo. All my favorite suits that he wore and all the colors I think he should wear this year. And I really hope to God, can you all wear fucking jeans to a game one day? Like if you're playing on a Friday, can you do casual Friday? Is that so hard to ask? I've been asking all last year to casual Friday. You guys can rock anything. Casual Friday. Fashion we will do fashion. I'll do my fashion stuff. I will also will break down. We'll break down the defense first, because that's a little bit easier to break down than the offense, because we, I have no idea where people are going to go. I, and I'm not going to guess. I will break down the guys that we have. So that would be Ben Harper. Keandre Miller, Braden Schneider, Jacob Truba, Adam Fox, and Ryan Lindgren. So we'll do that next podcast. I will break down the defense, their strengths and their weaknesses, who I think they should be paired with. Obviously, I will say this right off the bat, Adam and Ryan should always be together. The rest of them, I will tell you, because I don't think that Jacob and Keandre are fit. I think they need to be separate. Um, separate. And I will give my reasons why. We'll do that next week. I'll do the defense next week. I'll do some fashion stuff. And then I will break down the goalie situation with Quick and the Harford Wolfpack situation with their goalies, too. So we'll do goalies. We'll do defense. We'll do fashion. And if I have to throw in some other shit, I'll throw in some other shit. Because I do have, a, like, a really good segment to do. But I'm going to save that segment for, like, like, later. It's a really good segment. Going to save that segment for when the season starts. Or just about before the season starts. So have a great weekend. We're getting closer to hockey. We're getting closer to hockey. It's coming. We're also getting closer to football season. So I am really stoked for football. Um, and we will uh, we'll talk then. Bye.